All right, it's the club. We're back for another Tuesday draft. We have all fallen in love with the weekly winners format, and we are bringing on none other than underdogs Hayden Winks, a man who turned this contest uh, from, you know, it was a small speck in his eye, and now it is up on the site, and we're all having a fun time drafting it. So we're going to talk through some strategy. I know he's been in the weeds looking at the data, helping us, you know, uh, find the best angles for attacking this really new contest format. So all of that today on the club. Let's do it. Wow, and a late entrance by Jack Settlement. Wow. I don't know if you're just going to be one and done uh, last week or not, but you got the bug, buddy? Well, I'm actually, I wanted to do a little surprise at the, it wasn't supposed to be cutting it this close, but now that I see you didn't get a man bun version of Hayden, I'm out because why would I be here for just regular flow? I can, I can make that happen. Maybe, yeah, maybe a couple yeah. minutes into the show. Who knows? Yeah. All right. All right. Then I'll stick around. There you go. There you go. Uh, Hayden, thank you for uh, joining us on the club. How are you doing? Doing good. I just actually finished up uh, big content just like an hour ago. So glad Jack's out out here. Yeah, I got to check that one out. What, you guys covered the uh, the Barstool ESPN thing? We did. And yeah, like Hayden said, good to know that I'm still alive because there were a couple messages that there were some hit pieces possibly on me for incorrect information as it pertained to ESPN and Penn. So maybe clear some of the air there on the next episode. But I think we, we stuck up for under daddy, as I called them pretty well um, on the show. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because we are on lulls on Thursday. Jeremy is going to come on and we're going to talk really? about this whole thing going on with, you know, this battle in the legal streets and also with DraftKings and FanDuel throwing around their lobbying weight. So excited to talk to Jeremy. That'll be on Thursday lulls at one thirty. Uh, Hayden, any, any thoughts on uh, underdog being a true underdog in these sports betting streets? I do like under daddy. So that's, that was my main <laughs> takeaway from, from big content. <laughs> that's right uh clay rocking the probably drafting shirt clay tell the people where they can get these shirts yeah link in my bio no i'm just gonna pin on my twitter account uh yeah i thought i have some fun you know the question of summer question of like honestly year round now because the daily streets and, and nba streets which i know we're gonna get back into soon but uh yeah, that's what we're up to it's uh we're, we're probably drafting yeah. so yeah hook yourself up get a nice does it come here. with the basketball logo too when when the season flips on or we have look the you know the company has some plans on a rollout strategy as we get a little further into the season but right now we're focusing around uh you know the sport that's on top of everyone's mind so you know once the club pivots over to a little more basketball you might see the the little icon here change up you know maybe throw a little hockey little puck for the bros like you know we'll see what happens well speaking of multi-sport drafting shout out to the badge bros they put together uh Quite the engagement farm list. Of oh, the yeah, this has been fun. On Underdog, people are all upset about the list. John Warder knows what he's doing over there. Cook it up, that engagement. Andy, you did find your way on that list. You Do you think you deserve to be in there with the top drafters on Underdog? You know, only for basketball. I got smoked in football last year. Like, it was great. I wasn't taking it very seriously. It was like laying on the couch on Sunday morning, just degenerately entering contests. Um but for basketball, I mean, I had a pretty good year. Uh, it, it, that got me like looking back at some of my at some of my like history. And I had a I had a couple weeks where I was just on like a crazy heater, where I got like a bunch of firsts, and it was like a 
several five figure week like a couple weeks for me and so that was i think that that put me into a pretty good situation there and you have like um, three in a row at one point or there was a there was a week yeah i had that. i had i had two firsts in a row but they were different okay. tournaments and then i had another day where i got like first second and seventh in the in the main tournament um it was it was a good couple weeks well uh we do have a new uh format to discuss today obviously we've been drafting some weekly winners here but hayden why don't you maybe just wind us back a little bit how we got to having this contest that's like broken my brain like six times over like every time i think i get to the end of the rabbit hole i realize something else uh but but talk to us about weekly winners and how you feel about at least how it's being discussed you know so far this drafting season well, I think one of the goals at Underdaddy is to have like innovate in this space and also for things to not go stale. And I think that we've really gone crazy with best ball mania. You can go basically live on YouTube and somebody will be streaming <laughs> best ball mania, but I wanted like a different way to attack. And I think that another angle to it, not in addition to the strategy that we'll talk to was like the sweat, like you have 17 weeks of sweating every single week. I think that Pete, you and Davis and the FBI narrative last year, where you can't talk about your best ball teams that tilted me to death. So this was the way to possibly solve that. But I think the big thing is really just like the strategy elements for this. Yeah. You know what? The FBI bit was going away, even regardless of weekly winners, because once I committed to streaming all 150 of my drafts, it was, uh, I, I knew that people were going to want updates throughout the season. So yeah, I'm going to be carried away in handcuffs uh, week one when we start to recap these teams, mm -hmm. but no, the, the weekly winners format has been, Super fun. And every time I talk to someone about it or read comments, like people are approaching it in a different way because you really can approach it structurally. You can approach it through a player take lens. You can approach it through a single week lens. You can approach it through different chunks of the season. It is really wild how many different ways you can go about it. Yeah, I think that's like one thing is like, even like for zero RB, like somebody asked me, like, is this a good tournament for zero RB? And my answer is always like, it depends. Like you can either build a zero RB team properly and like, really play for the back half of the season, or you can play, hey, I want my Adam Thielens and I want to project for week two. So there's a lot of different ways to do this. And the other fun part about this is there's not data specifically for this. Like when I did my data column on this, it was looking at the top 1% of teams each week and based off of Best Ball Mania 3, which I think is as close as we can get because I think a lot of the goals are somewhat the same, but there are some differences there. So uh, my first like month of this doing content was like kind of based on like, what like game theory bros would suggest and then i started trying to put some data behind it uh the caveat being that it's not perfect yeah and the challenge there is just like the drafts are really different and so it's like yeah you can compare it back to bbm3 but you're just not going to see this like especially where you're seeing like at the onesies and stuff like that where like yep. structurally people just are building very different teams so it's super hard to compare yep completely agree what would you say hayden is like the biggest either mistake you see people making with weekly winners or maybe people having what I would call best ball mania brain or puppy brain when they're drafting these. So I think that we're getting a little bit too carried away on the roster construction. Like I think like 13 wide receiver builds and stuff like that, for example, <laughs> the diminishing returns at each position still exist to some degree. Now you can push it a little bit more than you would in traditional best ball. But the thing that kind of caught my eye was how to stack I think people look at this and like, oh, we need upside for this week. I'm going to hammer like seven Chiefs on this team. Uh, or the other example would be like, I want all of the Bengals. I think that you can do that in best ball mania because you don't need 
99th percentile outcomes in a given week. Like you actually are only, when you think about it, you're competing against 11 other teams for most of the season. And then in week 15, it's difficult to advance, but it's only out of 15 teams. And then same thing for week 16. And then it's a smaller tournament uh, in week 17. If you get there at 441 teams and this year it's versus 200,000. So I think that people are spending too much time on double stacks, especially on the elite teams. I've been leaning heavily into the single stacks and really playing for, I need the actual stone cold nuts to win this thing. And there's a massive difference between playing in best ball mania versus trying to have a top one percentile finish in the tournament with 200,000 people entering it. Jack, uh, last week, was that your first weekly winners, uh, draft at the comments, Jack, everyone loved your, uh, hot takes. Uh, so do, are you going to have any first draft for us? period? Is that, yeah, uh, where, where are we? No, at? that was it. Was not my first draft, but it was my first and still only weekly winners. And I was like ninety nine percent sure the first thing out of Hayden's mouth was going to be the one thing I know is don't draft two quarterbacks or like something <laughs> that I did. So thankfully we escaped that. I'm sure it's not optimal, but it's not you know a death sentence. But um, I mean, looking at my team, I don't have thirteen wide receivers. I only have four running backs. I did use. Uh, two quarterbacks but one of those quarterbacks was Anthony Richardson and you know he is the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts so you get yeah, who was the other quarterback uh Lamar Jackson so <laughs> high, high upside mm -hmm. high upside guys Hayden I'm curious what you think about this and uh, another thought I had recently and when we kind of see some of the DFS parallels with weekly winners is that I've been noticing you kind of really can in the same way if you're 150 maxing a DFS contest and you want to be like I want to have 40% like Josh Allen digs or whatever you can kind of approach weekly winners like that like I've noticed some stacks are hard to get like you can't say I'm going to get 50% Kelsey Mahomes but you could get 40% Allen digs if you wanted and I've been having mm -hmm. fun kind of going into a draft being like all right I'm going to get this stack and then build around it um have you been thinking about it from like a portfolio perspective if you're doing more than a few drafts yeah certainly i, I think the, the other part about this on top of the stacks like you are leaning into a lot of steph Diggs and josh allen stacks is i think uniqueness matters like infinitely more in this tournament than in best ball mania like we talk about the uniqueness angle in best ball mania but really like you're not facing that many people like you're not getting any uniqueness uh in the first 14 weeks against your own draft lobby and in week 15 16 maybe you're getting a little bit uniqueness against the 15 other teams and in the finals we're talking about 441 people most people or most players are only at like 10 15 percent in that final so the uniqueness angle in best ball mania we talk about it because it's fun but it really doesn't matter all that much in this there's gonna be more teams like let's say for example lamar jackson's the guy you need in week four there are more teams that have lamar jackson that are going to cash how are you going to get unique a unique Lamar Jackson team to place first. If you are only drafting Ravens pass catchers on that team, I think it's going to be hard to actually separate because most people are going too deep into the stacks. Instead of going Zay Flowers, pick the wide receiver right next to him. Hopefully, Mark Andrews is the guy you need. You stack those two guys, and you're now fading Bateman. You're drafting the wide receiver right off of him. I think that the the leverage um, and the uniqueness angle in this format is like way more important. Yeah, I've been I've been enjoying that angle too. Like one thing it, with the teams that have a lot of viable players, say like the Niners or whatever, and it's like, okay, now I'm gonna get okay, I get Kittle on this one. So now I'm done with those early guys. And then I'm gonna mix and match him with the Devonta Smith. Or then maybe you flip it, right? And yes, you get the Ayuk with the Dallas Goddard and being like, I want to attack these best offenses from a single vector and then get a bunch of different configurations. 
yeah, the, the example that I've been thinking about is like skipping on Steph Diggs, still drafting Josh Allen, and then drafting Gabe Davis, because I think a lot of the people that are drafting Josh Allen are only doing so when they have Steph Diggs. But now you're hoping that your first-round pick beats Steph Diggs, and then Gabe Davis is the sixth-round pick that you actually need. So, And also flipping these builds, of, like the Dallas Goddard, TJ Hawkins, and just flipping those builds around, I think is a very fun way to do this. And would you That's say, I- too – oh, go ahead, Clay. I was just saying, like, that's kind of similar, like, how, you know, I think about playing, like, the Kelsey situation in that realm, right? It's, like, opportunity costs in, like, almost, like, a round-by-round sense as opposed to somehow positional. And I think I really enjoyed your video with uh, Dooley. Shout out Dooley for the stuff that he's talked about in the chat here. And, oh, what's up? He's in the chat right now. Cool. Um, yeah, I thought it was a great video. And just, like, that, like, thinking through the opportunity cost of, like, a, a premium stack, like you said, with the Bengals versus, like, if you stack a quarterback with, like, a, you know, around 12 and around 18 target, like, that's different. And, like, I'm... My, what I've every week that goes by, I think I land more and more on like focusing on the single stacks, the opportunity costs at every single round versus like just what you get comfy clicking in like best ball mania, where it's like I even think you know I'd love to dive more in the data on like the RB and wide receiver uh, stacks that I think have became like more popular this year in like best ball mania. For example, if you go back to the Jacobs and Devonte stack like last year that crushed in a lot of respects, and I believe in even like the daily contest, I'd have asked the you know like John and the Badge Bros about this like. There was often times where I believe Jacobs and Adams were like in that winning lineup for the dailies, right? On like a couple of times. So it's not that it's impossible, but I think it's just like way less frequent that a stack like that happens versus a single stack with a QB or a QB paired with like late round stack options if you're just trying to soak up those kind of points. So I don't know if you have any more thoughts there on like the like the round by round like opportunity costs, but like mm-hmm. I, I just find that really fascinating with this contest. I do think looking at this by a round by round case is a good way to do this Dooley actually had some really cool data it's like uh he was looking at like the top 50 overall teams so not top one percentile so like this is even a higher threshold and it's like 90 percent of these teams that hit that benchmark use their first round pick like 85 in their second round pick was in their lineup third round it was still like in the 75 range so the way i always look at it is like my first four rounds i have to assume that these guys are in so like going back to like the lamar jackson example if you're if we're drafting Lamar in the second round, I'm probably gonna stick with my one quarterback. But now when we go to like Deshaun Watson, then I would do Deshaun Watson when Deshaun Watson and Anthony Richardson like all together. Um, but you have to win basically like the first four or five rounds. The other thing that going back to like the DFS thing, I always think about, you know, on a weekly, say like a guy's gonna be 40%. Say it was like Devontae Adams and no one's playing Josh Jacobs, or maybe at the time it's like Mac Hollins or whatever. And it's like, how does he fail and I can leverage that? Like I don't draft a lot of Zay Jones, um, Tyler Boyd types in Best Ball Mania. I love those guys in mm-hmm. in BBM or it's in weekly winners because they can be the guy that wipes out the Chase Higgins teams, the Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley teams, because it's their one big game. And then you put them on with your other early round picks and you get that direct leverage element. Yeah, I've been, the other part of my data is it leans more running back heavy into your flex. Not only do the running backs occupy the flex for the top 1% teams more often, but you're also, they also score more points. And the way I attack that is draft Isaiah Pacheco, draft Rashad Penny, these running backs on teams with elite, quarterbacks and elite wide receivers if isaiah pacheco's like has that top one percentile outcome he's rb2 in a week it's a little bit less likely that like mahomes and travis kelsey went completely nuts so i have been like trying to snipe off other teams throughout this as well we uh have just hopped in a draft we got the crew here uh hayden you can be my co-pilot we're not all back to back this time 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. We got I'm the one three. We got Clay one seven, Andy one nine, Jack one four. So we do have two little uh mini pairings here. Um Hayden, what is your thoughts when when Jefferson and Chase go off the board? Are you taking the plunge with Kelsey or do you think going somewhere else is the play? Who do you think is going to score the most points this year? Uh, any of these guys? I would go Cooper Cup personally, but I'm okay with McCaffrey or Eckler yeah. Hill. I, I lean going the wide receiver here for some of the stuff too that Dooley's data has shown with the opportunity cost of Kelsey, Kelsey or no? guys. No, Kelsey. I'm kind of out on Kelsey. He didn't separate. You should go much. Kelsey, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the weird part about Kelsey is he had like the best tight end season ever basically last year. And there was a lot of weeks where like he would score 25 and like Higby would score 22 and you'd rather like start Higby. So it's like one of these things where like, yes, for sure, Travis Kelsey can have a 30 point game and be run away with this thing. But I think there's better odds that Cooper Cup has a 35 points than like Kelsey gets to 30. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty much Mahomes and Richie James in that offense to, to own. I feel that. Get, hey, did you happen to see? So last week we did one of these and uh, Mahomes came all the way back around to the Kelsey drafter and he just passed on him. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like it. that's the one time where that's probably happening what? two to three percent of drafts yeah. maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you gotta scoop that so up. What, what would you say is the pick where you like would you take kelsey here at eight or like i i'm i'm an austin eckler guy i have so much fucking austin eckler i probably go eckler for sure um i think i would go aj brown i like aj brown jalen hurts a lot but i think like pick 10 11 12 is where i would be taking kelsey because now to go back to the uniqueness element, the player that uh, D. Dam here is going to get with Travis Kelsey coming back around is probably going to be pretty unique relative to most drafters. And that definitely matters. So like, even if my projections don't think so, like the uniqueness angle of getting two first round guys together would be really, really helpful in this case. Yeah. Anything else, uh, Hayden, jump out to you like that goes on in the first round? Because like other than some small tweaks of like, you know, Kelsey – it's it's normally pretty similar to like a BBM first round. Yeah, I didn't really have any s- strong takes in my column. I like did like a just baseline like a weighted average of how often each player has spiked, how like what percentage of the position spikes went to that player and like other like point over replacement at the spike level and I like weighted all of them and it's like basically all the guys that were used to Derrick Henry, Devont- Devontae Adams. I would say Derrick Henry in this format I think is even more uh, has more upside because you don't need him for the entire case, the, the entire season like you would in Best Ball Mania. If he's alive and going crazy for the first eight weeks, like you can easily have some cash. So I like players like that. Yeah. And I've been, you know, again, I, I've been joking that he's better in Best Ball, better in Weekly Winners is the new. Like I have a little fear about Devontae Adams um, and just like the whole Raiders offense and could it just be a shit show down the stretch? But like Weekly Winners, it's like, who cares? Like if I get six weeks and, you know, Devontae Adams gives me three 30-point games, like I'm going to be very happy with that outcome. Yeah, he actually came out first in that weighted average metric that I made up. Yeah. I love that. Uh, so Andy goes Eckler, Garrett Wilson. Clay does get uh, Devontae yeah, Adams in Amon Ra right there. Uh, oh my god! Last week we got up to I think six. Oh fuck, Andy's because he kept sniping me, and that was the first one right there. I was really hoping for Garrett to make it back. So we're off to a hot start, baby. Yeah, my again, my my uh, the amount of my drafts where I have Devontae Adams is getting to a point in general that's a little bit terrifying. Why? So He's I like just, the I, best receiver in football. His team's gonna suck though. 
I need to go back. I, I believe last week you sounds said that like Adams on the board. Sounds like they'll be throwing Adams on, like like on DraftKings and like 16 or 17% on, on underdog. So I just like no double stack here with Waddle is is what we're saying? I would say for I sure I would not. not do that. For yeah. sure not. All right, I'll just take that. But you should definitely do that, Jack. Wide receiver here. So what do you – Hayden, this is a choose-your-own-adventure. I think you make – I, I like doing the elite onesies. Waddle, what do you think is the play? Um, We can do team olds and go Derrick Henry and Cooper Cup and build this thing for the beginning. Or we can do – I would be okay with building with Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews possibly. Yeah, who do you think you play the ADP with Andrews first? Yeah, I guess. I would rather have Lamar in a vacuum, but to – play for the stack you got to yeah i guess you have a little cover with josh allen here um which helps but if these guys if both of these guys want a qb then we could uh be in trouble um talk to me about that because i i have been doing like more like structural things you mentioned the the old build have you have you seen people like load up on those early season guys I'm not sure. There's so many different strategies that's like even hard to tell what people are doing. Even like when you're looking at this, like I'm not sure if there's like a a, a, a week that they're pointing out. It's hard to like, <laughs> I don't have all the bye weeks memorized. So like looking at a board and like trying to like hindsight tell what they're actually building for is fairly difficult. Um, but I, I do think like that's the way to build, like build player archetypes, stack them up together, I think is a definitely a sharp angle. Did you sign off on one QB? Like, is there any reason to take more than one quarterback? Uh, yeah, if they're late, you should. I think you should definitely draft multiple quarterbacks yeah. because okay. they add like a quarterback too can still make your lineup like a lot of the time. Now, I wouldn't do it for like the first four or five rounds if you've drafted a quarterback that high because like you do like Lamar want those points. Yeah, for sure. So we do get the Lamar Jackson, uh, Mark Andrews stack with Cooper Cup, and Jack is staring at Jalen Waddle again at the top of the queue. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never that. We're staring at. Who are we staring at? Take the plunge with Fields. No, go T. No, no. So, what are you, Hayden? I, and I agree with you completely. Like, can build out those like late, you know, cheap QB, a bunch of those skinny stacks, and I think those builds are fun. I still find myself gravitating to getting these elite quarterback prices, and I'm actually kind of surprised they're not priced up even a little more in this format because this is i guess mahomes goes here to the kelsey but otherwise like this isn't that different from the bbm prices yeah it really isn't uh because i think a lot of people are trying to build for the stacking in mind so it's kind of like nfl playoffs best ball where you can get players sliding a little bit more than usual which helps helps you out but i somewhat agree the elite quarterbacks like over the last couple of years have really hit that 30 point threshold that i've been looking for for like a top one percent team on a week I mean, it's like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. They keep doing it over and over and over again. So you're definitely getting sweat equity with those guys. And I think that they they have even more like one-week ceiling than they, they've shown. Like Jalen Hurts hasn't had like a massive, massive week in the regular season yet. But we've seen him in the playoffs like have 40-plus point games. I definitely think they could do that this year a little bit more, for example. Yeah, just to hit on this one for because we I guess we've kind of been dancing around this, but not explicitly saying it. So cash rule says, why not waddle double stack? No good in weekly winners. You know, the thing we've been talking about, you know, in, in best ball mania, you'll hear us say like the ping ponging effect where like last year on Pat's winning team, he had uh, Barkley and Daniel Jones. And it's like one week Barkley goes off the next week, Daniel Jones. But those two players in these wide receivers, Tyreek and Waddle are often 
inversely correlated in their like extreme 99th percentile outcomes. And to get first place in weekly winners, you need a 99.9% outcome. So if Hill drops 40, could Waddle have a 25 point game? Sure, but he's probably not having a 40 point game. And so you'd rather have Tyreek Hill with another second round pick who goes for 30 and scores that extra five points. Like that's how I think about it. Hayden, is that uh, similar for you? Yeah, that's the main point. And then the second point is more people are drafting the teammate than they should be. So there's also like ownership or drafted rate advantages to like, like what uh, Jack did with Calvin Ridley instead of Waddle, like how many teams with Tyreek Hill would have taken Ridley over Waddle. And like I said, if Tyreek Hill is the guy you need, you still have to beat uh, two thirds of the other Tyreek Hill team. So I would be trying to find one offs and have like hit the stone cold nuts rather than like hoping for that, like 70th percentile outcome from Waddle. And I'd add that the draft capital too is major because like you're looking at Hill and Waddle and like rounds one or two or one or three here mm -hmm. versus like Daniel Jones going like whatever he went last year, which is like super late or it's like, I mean, I think, you know, Higgins and Chase and Waddle and Hill are just in a different kind of conversation altogether. Um, is a little bit of how I think about it. it and this is a really good note from Dooley. So Dooley says Hill Waddle would have actually won a weekly winners last year. That was that insane uh, Ravens game. And he says, but Waddle went round four. And that's where the price thing really comes into it, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're getting that second guy, fifth, six, like say Gabe Davis with digs, I could see paths where that could work. But the price of and the opportunity cost of two early picks, it makes it really hard. And that was also a crazy game. Like, we shouldn't yeah. expect that to happen. Like, that was a ridiculous game. The other thing Jack did with the T. Higgins, which is fun, is since Jamar Chase is on the very left of the board, the there's a good chance that Burrow is actually going to slide all the way. So if you draft Higgins on, on the right side of the Jamar Chase team, mm. you're going to most likely get uh, that quarterback stacking. So, like, where players line up on the board, I think, really matters going back to that kind of uh, the the single stacks, but also, like, the uniqueness angles of your team. Yeah. It also feels like so comfy to like have like your single stack be an elite option, but also be like your wide receiver three or four because if that stack's hitting right, and let's say it's, I think it works real, really well. Real like, quick, sorry to cut you off, but I have Higgins and I have Ridley, and it's Mixon and Etienne. I assume I don't want running backs from those teams. I would say probably not. If you got a good ADP discount on them, I think it'd be fine. But I would just go Burrow, unless you really like Lawrence and wanted to like wait for him instead. Uh, all right, Hayden, do you think like we that. take a running back plunge or keep getting wide receivers? Um, this is where like Joe Mixon, you're sniping off the, the settlement type of teams, uh, and the Jamar chase drafting teams, especially if we're drafting Cooper cup, that's kind of like really betting against, uh, Jamar chase in general. So I like Mixon a little bit if you're okay with him. I think he has a lot yeah. of upside, like there's like lots of downside risks with him and BBM, but in this, like we've seen, he scored 50 points last week yeah. or last year. Let's do it. Also, real here for Go AZ cards. I mean, this is this is the the whole thesis of the player. The prize is paid out weekly or at the end. Weekly, twenty thousand to the top guy. Weekly, yeah, that's what's so fun about this. You can get that. Is there spending. anything at the end, season end, or it's just weekly? Nope, cash early. Yeah, <laughs> unless you cash week seventeen. <laughs> yeah, I was I was curious to see if uh, the execs wanted to do week 18 and because you can have if we included yeah. week 18 there would have been some sicko drafts in here and you're like oh, i'm yeah. building for week 18 yeah that's that's where you could start drafting your Draft beer back strong. of qbs <laughs> that would be wild but i think it's already wild um so let's see here this is pro i like kenneth walker Ayuk, or kirk look interesting to me what do you think uh hayden 
I'm fine with Ayuk or Walker. Those two yeah. kind of stick out with me. Yeah. I've been uh, naturally doing way more of the like uh, zero RB builds. That'll shock everyone. So let's uh, let's do a, a Kenneth Walker, another guy who like mixing can rip off big chunk games there. Um, so I have Cooper Cup, uh, then the Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson stack. Grab a couple of running backs, Mixon and Kenneth Walker. Jack has Tyree Kill, Calvin Ridley, T Higgins, T.J. Hawkinson. He adds Aaron Jones, Clay. Pissing at yellow, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Devonte Adams, Debo Samuel, Mike Williams, and Andy, who, who I believe didn't last time. Did you do the Fields DJ Moore stack last time as well, Andy? Yeah, I'm such a slut for DJ Moore in this uh, <laughs> in this tournament. I'm sure that preseason touchdown didn't help the cause either. Uh, I mean, it was, it was kind of a fluky touchdown. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be level. Nah, here, that's but... his talent. That's why you draft him. He always <laughs> takes awful throws behind the line of scrimmage to the house. <laughs> There you go. Where, what's your, do you have cutoffs, uh, Hayden, where you think, because everyone's always asking about like the one QB or one tight end. Do you have any kind of like uh, tier cutoffs where you're like, eh, I think uh, once I get to after Darren Waller, I want to be doing two tight ends or whatever? I think at tight end, it, there's so much more volatility at the position on a week to week basis. And I think that the late round tight ends project better than a lot of the wide receivers and running backs that go next to them and they go a lot of times undrafted. So I like ta tacking on tight ends. I'm not as high on the, like the quarterback three market, like the, the Stroud and beyond tiers kind of tough for me. Like I don't see them really competing with Jalen hurts and Mahomes and stuff. And the other thing about the late round tight ends is if like Kelsey misses time this year, or like Mark Andrews doesn't bounce back, there can just be a, a situation where like none of the tight ends are separating. And at that point, you just want to spend as like little on the position as, as possible. I don't see like seven of the top quarterbacks busting there's an outcome where travis kelsey and mark andrews take a big step back yeah um cards here i, I would say handcuffing is especially at those prices is just a huge no-no in this format like if you wanted to take two like very late round running backs from the same team like if you did a even a foreman roshan johnson I, I don't think that's bad but anything in the top 10 picks is probably too much opportunity cost yeah. Kyle Pitts goes at 61 here. Andy, you do get Gabe Davis Clay uh takes Waller. Uh what are you gonna do with this pick, Andy? Uh if I can get George Piddle nine pick George Piddle. Yeah. George Kittle nine pick <laughs> past ADP, I will take him. Um yeah. I'm just, this guy here already has a he already has Kelsey, so I'm gonna assume that I get Kittle here. Uh, and I will I'm I'm a my my general strategy in this, like I said last time, is I just like drafting good players. Yeah. Um, and I think George Kittle's a good player. What what do you think about this, Hayden? Because I do think it is very fun. Trust me, as the you know, week 17 stack, you want to stack up week three. I think it's fun. I just don't know how realistic or viable it actually is to go after one week. I think in like my first seven, eight picks, I just want the highest projected player that like makes sense for my build like team stack like within team stacks and then after that i think you can be like okay this team looks pretty good for like early on in the season uh like i think this team like mar jackson has injury risk same thing with cooper cup like then maybe you can pull up like week three week four something like that but i think it's very low on the totem pole yeah and i think it, it it is, and again, if you kind of get later and you are doing tiebreakers and stuff, and you've you've lined up a few a few weeks, but I think it's just hard to do that really well. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, Hayden, probably a wide receiver pick for, sure. for us. Um, who do you like here? 
Addison, fight on, baby. Let's do it. Um, I like the yeah. bye week stacking there as well. Ooh, yeah. Talk talk about that. Have you guys been doing a, a lot of uh, bye week onslaughts? I I definitely find myself doing it, even if it's just like by accident. But I mean, like, yeah, I have three bye week thirteen. And granted, two of them are on the same team, but like, I feel like I, I kind of use it to like break ties more than anything else. Where it's like, oh, I have two players, same tier. That one has the same bye week as my quarterback, and it's only really matching with a quarterback. And yeah, tight end. If I only have one tight end. Yep. Um, Hayden, we're gonna have our seventh round pick here coming back on the wrap. Our team so far: Lamar Andrews stacked up. We got Joe Mixon, Kenneth Walker at running back. Cup and Addison looks like another wide receiver pick. We passed on Marquise Brown. Will we take the plunge? Will we do another rookie, Quentin Johnston? What do you think? I like Marquise Brown. The other thing I've learned about this is the difference between ADPs and weekly winners and in best ball mania is. The players, uh, the the players who have teammates that are elite picks get pushed up even more. Like the example I was using a couple weeks ago is Kadarius Tony was going ahead of Chris Godwin because of all of the Mahomes mm. drafters in this. The projection still matters. So like a player like Marquise Brown, there's no reason to draft Marquise Brown like structurally based off of this. But I think because he is more of a one-off play because the Cardinals stink, I do think that his projection versus his cost makes a lot of sense. So I like for my uh flex options like marquise brown right here i kind of like picking these wide receivers that are on like shitty teams because i think that they dropped in price because of the stacking uh, adp bump yeah that's interesting to see yeah how some of these are, are playing out jack you do get uh two of there at at 76 to get that stack with uh tyree kill i like that pick were you considering trying to push it a little more i know two is what's his adp 72 no that's right at adp so probably i i mean if you look at the board i was i was like all right clay's not gonna take him uh and ray fox is the only one without a quarterback with it wouldn't really make sense to take him like the problem is i don't trust everyone and that people are going to like struck and that's probably just me projecting because i take picks that make no sense all the time but um i thought like maybe there was a chance i could get him at 93 or what yeah. when's my next pick yeah 93 yeah 93 yeah but i took tyreek fourth so it's like you know it's probably not likely that that's going to happen and compare him with hill so yeah, just just took to it. But I got JSN, who's the best rookie wide receiver in the class. So that was good. Yeah, it is it is different, right? Because like in BBM, like the Waddle drafter, even if they have hurts, like they still are a prime candidate to take Tua. But here mm -hmm. you can probably let him slide back. But I agree with you, Jack. My guess is somebody like Ray Fox would have probably taken the plunge coming back. Because again, like it's not the end of the world to have two of there. You tack on Smythe and, you know, try to try to bink or the one week or something. Yeah. Or if Hill and Waddle split all the points, so they both end up with 25, but two is still throws for four tutties. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of fun too. I mean, I'm getting more into that mindset as well, where it's just like, I don't know, naked quarterback or elite quarterback unstacked is not, is definitely a way to get unique automatically. And I think a lot of the two teams, like we said, are the double Dolphins players. If we think that's bad, like you want Tua to go off with Tyreek, and then all you you're saying is my second, third round picks are going to beat all of the Waddle teams. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you like? I I know we're all going to be excited to see this data after this year. Like I'm already getting excited to see what some of these teams that bubble up to the top look 
like what do you are there any things you envision happening any any surprises or maybe even leanings that you think we might like be like holy shit this was actually something we should have been considering um i think running backs have a higher ceiling than the wide receivers in adp like throughout the draft board and for best ball mania there's some advantage the wide receivers have like mainly like staying healthy and like team stacking is more important in best ball mania like we've talked about on the show where I think that the running back prices on this are going to look pretty appealing and the running back prices keep dropping um, and the running back prices are even down in, in weekly winners versus best Andy. Yeah. So I think the running backs, more running backs early would probably be my, mm. my stance. Let's see here. So Andy uh, speaking of goes Montgomery and Alan Kamara clay has done Sanders Javante and is on the clock right now for another pick. What are you going to do? Clay? Hey, Rich. Yeah. Wow. I was hoping you come back around, but uh, Paul in the one hole doesn't have a quarterback and I'm not sure where he is leaning. And yeah, I, you know what, like we'll go, we'll shoot for the moon ball here because I don't want to miss out. And I don't have any, like I have some stacking options like later, but I've done those in other drafts. So let's get a little bit more AR exposure. And now that he's been announced a starter, people can feel much better about their eighth round picks. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> when are we going to start celebrating Dak Prescott being announced the starter? Hey. Two of you and all of our other eighth and ninth <laughs> round picks. Eighth starter. round of weekly winners. I wouldn't have taken an eighth <laughs> round in other contests, to be fair. But uh, uh, Snapback Jack the, on the, the clock pick I had here. lined up there was Alvin Kamara, to be fair. I was not going to take AR, but of course, you got the third oh fuck Andy of the, the streaming so far. So, yeah, uh, I like him as one. a RB3, considering. His yeah, suspension and everything. Who do you like right. here, uh, Hayden? Uh, one of the wide receivers that projects yeah. best. Yeah, I'm indifferent. I, I would probably be Burks or Sutton. You got a lean? Um, let's do Traylon. Let's do it. The it is it is fun to see. Has Hayden? Has anyone pulled like uh, ADP differences from Best Ball Mania and Weekly Winners yet? Yeah, I've looked at it a little bit. The Big differences. Quarterbacks are up a little bit. Tight ends are up just a tad bit. The running backs, because of that, are down a little bit. And then Taysom Hill's up about 70 spots, <laughs> even though he's playing <laughs> behind Jimmy Graham in the preseason. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, those are, like, the, the main points. Because I was going to say, Penny is a guy that I noticed go earlier in weekly winners, like, by 15 picks yeah. almost every draft. Let's go ahead and grab Sutton while we're at it. What do you think? Nice. Hayden? Yeah, that totally works with me. And you, and so this kind of goes back to the thing we were talking about with like the Gabe Davis Diggs example or whatever. Like, would you have given any consideration to tacking on Bateman with Lamar? Or do we just ride the Lamar Andrews pairing? I would ride with it. And the advantage of, of riding with that is maybe everyone else doesn't want them because they don't have Lamar Jackson. Like, if mm. we get a massive discount on Bateman, I think that's that would be beneficial. Um, but yeah, to me, like like what I said, like we just need Mark Andrews to go crazy and then Cortland Sutton to smash Bateman, and all of a sudden we have a pretty unique team. Yeah. I so think that is why really, the Oh, go ahead, Clay. I was I'm really torn. Like this is like my line for where I'm like, where is double stacking good to not good at all in this contest? And like I'm really torn right now between like uh Amon Ra and like Jamison Williams. And then if like you wait on Goff to come back and then but I'm just so well, I just spent draft capital on Richardson, so I probably don't want to go quarterback again so soon if I want to take another one there. So it's like these are the fun things to think through. But I've uh, I think I did a draft where I did stack up lines pretty heavy recently. Um, mm. So I'm gonna go for some 
for some touchdown equity here since we're in half point PPR. Okay, well, the good news on. about that Lions double stack is you can take their wide receiver to Josh Reynolds in round 18. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, actually, I think their wide receiver too is just Sam Laporta, right? Possibly. Yeah, that's a, no, that's a draft Samir capital. Gibbs. Laporta is yeah. three, I was told last week. Uh, mm. You know, things change, Jack. Things change. I have one or two like really stacked up Lions teams and uh, I think it's either BBM or Puppy. And it's like, that feels good because it's just like, it's going to like one of these four targets, like heavy, mm-hmm. it feels like. Um, Hayden, we didn't talk about the uh, the Zeke and Dalvin Cook signings. I'm seeing the prices here. Dalvin Cook goes 74. Where did Brees go? 44. How do these prices look to you here? Where did Ramondre go? 36. Anything seem too high or too low to you after that? I think... It- my updated rankings, all three of those players were like within five picks of where I have them ranked. So I think this is probably about right. I, th- I don't think the market's going to go too crazy with Brees Hall dropping. I think probably 44 to 48 is probably where he's going to hang out. Um, yeah. A lot of people still remain really bullish on it. My whole take on it, though, is Dalvin Cook sells a lot of upside. Like they just paid him a lot of money. Like he's been a bell cow before. This offense is breeding running back points. We've seen this both from Aaron Rodgers and this running scheme. Like, probably would have been better if he was in Miami, but like the upside case for Dalvin, if something happens to Brees, I think is being a little bit overlooked. Mm. It's interesting to see like how you compare him to like, you know, maybe JK Dobbins slower start like Dalvin cook. Then that goes back to the whole thing of like, do you want to try to build like a balanced weekly winners team for the whole year? Or do you want to try to shove your chips all in on like, I'm going to just try to win this early season. Cause like to me, Dalvin cook, like, one through six weekly winners looks a lot, lot better than week 11 to 17. Yep. I think it's totally fair. That might make him under undervalued though in weekly winners. I, I do think like having just weeks where you project really well to me, like definitely matters. I don't want like yeah. somebody that's like projects. Okay. For the entire course of the season. Like if you can't hit this threshold of like 25 fantasy points in a week, like I don't really want you at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's like a fun thing here. I feel like that we're it's an interesting spot in the wide receiver group here, where it's like for best ball, it's a bunch of guys where it's like whatever, sure I'll take. Juju is maybe a little bit of an outlier here if he's kind of just wide receiver one by default, but it's guys where it's like, can I tell myself a story where, you know, one of these guys is scoring thirty fantasy points or like how the hell do you draft Darnell Mooney at pick one thirty here, comparatively to some of the other guys around him? I have a hard time with. Yeah. How do, how do you draft Michael Pittman? When is, I mean, when is uh, he scoring 25 points? <laughs> <laughs> I was looking I re- at it, the, like, you need at, this is just for the top 1% on, not to, like, bink the whole thing. Like, you need 18 points at least from your wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, like, for your, like, wide receiver 3 or flex. Like, you probably need 20 points for your flex. Hayden, do you what do you think of like the P Ryan Sutton pairing, or would you try to split off of that? Um, I would just say who projects best in a week, one week sample ceiling wise. I I maybe would argue Juju or mm. P, I think I'm fine with P Ryan though. Either one of them. Yeah. Let's see if we can get Juju coming back. Yeah, yeah like guys, me, this uh, is this is the range uh, of talking about these Broncos guys. We're like we're not banking on P Ryan or Sutton. Like we're beyond the point where like we need these guys. Like a lot of teams aren't going to be using their ninth round pick. Like no. you just need like the guy that's in this range that's going to pop off a couple times. Like the first four or five rounds, like we need those guys 
this point in the draft, like I'm throwing out the team stacks uh, a lot more. Um, so mm-hmm. like the, I would, I would draft multiple giants wide receivers, especially like on a Daniel Jones team. I would not necessarily do that. Like with Lamar. Yeah. Yeah. And it is kind of a way, I think the running back wide receiver at, at cheap costs, not taking like two in the first few rounds is a way to still get some of the correlation benefits, right? Like we want the Broncos to be good for this mm-hmm. team we're drafting there. And so there are going to be weeks where both can hit. Um, yeah. Let's uh, you like Juju here. Yeah, I do. Sadly. Talk to, I, I drafted him yesterday in, in best ball mania around this similar uh, price. How are you, how are you feeling about the Pats? I think in general, it's like everyone's so like down on the Pats right now, except Redmond, of course. Yeah. Maybe it's the Redmond effect, but when I was doing my rankings, it's the team I have over their ADP by the most like I am huge huge Hunter Henry bags I have huge Devontae Parker bags I have huge Juju Smith-Schuster bags so I need uh Mac Jones to turn into like a mini Philip Rivers in the the worst of ways <laughs> yeah there you go Jack take your guy <laughs> well when I found out he was a second round pick I was in on him but imagine drafting Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore is Sky Moore still top 216 ADP <laughs> what 216 <laughs> I think he's top 100 ADP still top 100 yeah that's insane I mean if you want other pump returners just grab like Devin Duvernay out there maybe you could get a Devin Hester share um who else could you get that returns punts? No one in the top 100. Sky Moore is kind of like what's happening with Darren Waller on the Giants, where everyone is like so fed up with all the other options that they're like, we just have to anoint someone <laughs> to be the lead dog. And I'm not even saying I don't like Darren Waller, but people seem to be pushing him up more so because they don't like Isaiah Hodgins and less so because they're just like so stoked on Darren Waller. Taysom Hill does go 125 here. Yeah, I'm out on Taysom after listening to you guys earlier. He played behind Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Yeah, that's scary, man. I know. Oh, man. Are you talking about Is Jimmy like, Graham no. a Hall of Famer? College Pro- basketball? Or... Yeah. College basketball. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe that you, like, you haven't gone with the weekly winners um optimized for week 17 bit yet like that that seems to be the best way to play this is like oh you got to build your teams just for week 17 in weekly winners the funny thing is though it goes back to kind of what hayden was saying too about like how people do so many things that they do in best ball what Oh, you're getting the bad Yeah. No, I think in I, I do it like I do my 12 uh team leagues or whatever for like the randomizer drafts, and you look and like people reflexively correlate week 17. I guarantee yeah. you there's some reflexive week 17 correlation in weekly winners where like the bit would be to be like do week one, like at least pick a week that everyone's not doing, where I bet there's some accidental week 17 stuff that you actually want to avoid <laughs> in weekly I winners. Agree. It would be hilarious to win week 17. Like you win your 20,000 while everyone else is celebrating 3 million, 3 million. And Karain still won 3 million. And and you know what's so sick about that is your team will have scored like 60 more points than the best Valvania. You've been like, I would have won the three million. It's like, yeah, but your team wouldn't have gotten there. I can't wait. Book it. That's definitely going to be a tweet on fucking that day. It's like, my team was a BBM4. I would have taken another $3 million prize. Yeah, that's my team lot. has officially become a week 13 by week team now. Let's, by let's accident. check it out. Uh, my wide receivers are a little bit 
bye week 13 heavy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> You've done it. No, no. Nice. I like it. I've actually uh, taken the other Myers. Approach. What about Jacoby? It's just uh, unless he, I guess, has 42 catches for 300 yards. I don't know. Does he score touchdowns? He well, I just think that one year, season right? he might catch a touchdown. That's okay. kind of my bet. That's this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair. Makes sense. What were you going to say, Hayden, about? Yeah, the – I've been looking at like if I am going to pick a week for just to for bye weeks, it would be stacking week seven and 13 because there's the most teams in, in the mm-hmm. NFL that are on bye. So if you can like build a team that has no players on that, all of a sudden you've chopped off like 25% of the player pool. Yep. I kind of like Algier or Moster. What do you think, Hayden? I think I like Algier. I like ty- kind of sniping off the Bijan teams, and I think that mm. he's pretty damn good. Um, yeah. Raheem will rise though, so I think he'd still be a good pick in this. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting to see how much those those Dolphins guys start to I assume A Chain will be the biggest riser just because people are going to be most excited about him. But I mean Wilson and Moster definitely need to come up. Yeah. A Chain's going one oh one in my punt gunner league. <laughs> it, is it is Justin Watson one oh two in that? Wait, yeah, well, wait. there was some fake news on the on that Watson uh tweet it was there's another corner on the the chief's last name watson he was actually talking about that watson not justin watson my punt uh, gunner league does guy more score punt, punts if he gets tackled by one of those punt gunners that's in the punt no? muff league Jack. Uh, okay. yeah god can you can you imagine if they trotted sky more out there to return punts again who's gonna return punts Wait, actually, you know what's really funny about that? I was watching because you know he's like, going to return like, punts this season. These off-season clips mm-hmm. is Sky Moore talks about in this like last ep- episode that the Chiefs put out about how like after he got benched from like returning kicks that he stayed ready and like practiced, <laughs> stayed after <laughs> stayed after practice to practice catching punts so that way when they put him in the AFC Championship game and he was ready because they had no one else. It was pretty incredible. Gosh. That's like. Uh... That would be a funny bit. They take the jugs machine and they just point it up. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, no, they're like, Skyboard's on the jugs machine, but they're all just pop flies. <laughs> yeah. Skymore won't return punts because Kadarius Tony's going to return punts until week two. And then Skymore will return punts when Kadarius Tony's hurt. And then Skymore will muff those punts, therefore vaulting Rasheed Rice and Richie James as wide receiver one and two. MVS, who is the worst wide receiver in NFL after Sky Moore, will see the bench. Justin, is Ross confirmed hurt? Uh, but it's, uh, it's, they think he avoided like serious injury. I also noticed because they were joking about it in the ship chasing Discord that we're now at the point where we have to determine did they ride off on the front of the cart or the back of the cart <laughs> and whether that means it's worse or better than initially reported. Oh my God! We need the season. We need maps of the training camp to see how far the locker room is. Yes, uh, that's the other the other uh, column in the model. Yeah, (laughs) I can imagine. Like, how sick would that actually be? I'm picturing like um like a Game of Thrones type map showing the different worlds of every facility, and it's like, well, this is actually like a three quarter mile walk, so it does have to be the cart. (laughs) Yep. No, it'll really, come. Like six it, teams that have come. like training camp at different facilities too, so then you have to go to like Wofford College, like blueprints for the fucking <laughs> Panthers. Like, yeah. Oh man. The good news is, is AI in two years will be able to do that project in four seconds. So we're not <laughs> too far away from that. Uh, 
Um, all right, so let's see some of these picks here. Clay, you grabbed Mingo there. A guy who I've been noticing has been uh, dropping in drafts lately. Uh, Rondell Moore goes to to Andy. Andy, how do you expect Rondell Moore's uh, 3.2 ADOT to ever find your way into your starting lineup? Uh, he's not. I just <laughs> I didn't want to pick a single player who was on the board. And so does he have a week 13 buy? Tell me, he has no, it was week 14. Bye. It was close oh, enough. Oh man, oh goodness. Mm. It's a bummer. You ruined it. In hindsight, I think I wish I had taken Jalen Hyatt, but Hayden, what is, I assume some people have sent you some of their perceived weekly winners masterpieces. What's like the most galaxy brain idea you've seen from someone? Uh, Bimeford did a Howell Cole Turner solo. I did see that. <laughs> that yeah. one was like, uh, yeah, okay, dude, we're really stuck. doing it. <laughs> but I love there. that shit, by the way. <laughs> that was yeah. incredible. I, I had to look into the Cole Turner uh, profile, and he's uh, officially now on my radar because of that tweet. That's so funny. Yeah, I know. I asked people I was doing best ball breakfast and I, I think I had a Howell team and I was needing a tight end. And I was like, wait, is, is Cole Turner a thing, guys? Are, are we drafting him? Because I'm more than willing to mix him in, but I just need permission that he's actually a thing. Big Nevada, like, like 60 passes, actually was playing. I think I think he's firmly in the why the hell not. Damn, okay. Tank Dell at 162. Is that what his ADP is around in this? Or? ADP does not Play? matter as much in weekly winners, Andy. <laughs> Uh, no, he's up. He's a pretty far up there. One seventy eight. One seventy eight. So it's it's, That's a, crazy. it's a little little reach. But uh, <clears throat> bro, you tell me. Does he? You like you like Isaiah Hodgins more than Tank Dell right now? Yeah. Oh, I don't like that with that. I don't know um, that. Hayden, to circle back, I assume when you do uh, Lamar Andrews, you're not doing anything else with quarterback and tight end, just playing for those weeks. If there was a tight end that I thought has like twenty point upside to be in my flex i think like 10 percent of the top one percent teams um started a tight end but that would be the only thing and that's yeah pretty rare. um is rashid shaheed hurt did something happen to him he's out a little bit but i didn't sound like too serious anything yeah, else if you, you like, if you click Rahid Shahid, however you say his name uh underdog's little blurb eight days ago on track to miss time groin muscle injury sounds good no concerns for week one <laughs> All right. No concerns for week one. That's all I need. Is that the week you're optimizing for? Well, see, what happens to me is on like on stream, I'll be like, oh, why is Rashi Rice uh, falling around past ADP? And then everyone will be like, oh, he got dinged up. You didn't see that? He got dinged up. And then I'm like, well, is he going to miss the whole fucking season? Or am I still allowed to draft this guy? (laughs) Yeah, his funeral's tomorrow. It's crazy. Well, it's fun to see like who still has the 32 B reporters notifications on or who's thrown in the towel. Like I've I've sadly had to throw in the notification towel because yeah. every single injury scares it's mind numbing. Uh, um it's half right. fun though, man. <laughs> Hayden, who should we do here? Um geez. Jeff Wilson. If he's gonna okay. rise in ADP. I still think he has a chance to be the goal line back. Let's chop off some of these dolphin scenes while we're at it. There we go. We we'll, we'll, we do a little. We do the Moster and Wilson, which kind of goes back to those two cheap uh, running back ideas. And you get like in these games where these guys go massive, you're probably cratering, like you said, the Tyree Kill and Waddle teams. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. We got three more rounds here. I was I thought Tajay Spears would have been a fun pick too. Three tight ends or no? 
You have you have uh, Hawkinson, right? Hawk. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't if I had Hawk, but okay. Uh, and it was I earlier. Could... I think that the tight ends at this range like project as good as a lot of the wide receivers, especially like someone like Chig, who's slipped now twenty yeah. spots. That's like, who I was going to take. But if he gets back to uh, me, I'm taking him. Can I? I can take two Bills, right? Shakir and Knox, for sure. This late, yeah, I think any anything after like round seven is like completely free game. Okay. So don't, Hayden, this don't is... don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll Hayden, just this queue is... up Flacco right now. You don't. I mean, Jack will do it for a bit. Um, I mean, I you don't say... think that Flacco had one weekly winners week last year? Um, I duly have you crunched the data on that? He might have actually. He is yeah. unique. We talked about how uniqueness matters more here. This is the time to get your well, Flacco takes off. <laughs> and you do look at the board here. This is definitely like a pro case for doing late skinny stacks. Like it's like look at you know mm-hmm. say say I took Waddle instead of Lamar Jackson. All of a sudden you're sitting on Sutton here, and Russell Wilson is available at 177. Like you can build out cheap skinny stacks um in these rooms which is yeah really looking nice. at looking at this like room right now i feel like there's a really good case to have gone no qb early like if you had said to me hey your last three picks of the draft you could have russell wilson Derek carr and stafford or purdy like i feel like okay, i don't need justin tight end too right like yeah. you could have gone uh chig there Knox, i got and you know you still right. got yeah, musgrave still available yeah. hunter henry next week these tight ends are so good I'm not dropping yeah. next to Andy, man. And my team would look so different if I had been able to get Kamara and Zach Charbonnet. And then I could have like kept pushing quarterback, could have got a panic picked. Who the fuck did I panic pick after you? You picked Devontae Parker? Yeah, I did take Devontae Parker. Clay knows ball. What's wrong with that? The, is, this I is also the worst wide receiver in football. No, I got I got Hayden here to defend me. So I was like, let's let's go for it. Like, mm-hmm. I will say, though, this is the range of draft. For me, like Khalil Shakur is the canary in the get unique and scroll the F down coal mine. Like when I think of the Bills and you think of Deontay uh, Hardy or Sherfield, like this is the realm where these guys are getting drafted in 100% of drafts, but we don't actually have certainty that they're the wide receiver three. Yeah, I was going to say it's like, crazy that Jack wanted to draft Hardy's backup so early. <laughs> <laughs> so Shakur had like a 40 yard catch in the playoff game. Like that is upside, guys. Come on. <laughs> But I think this is where you can get really weird, these last three picks. And, like, the ADP is you can fully throw it out the window. We'll see if we can practice what we what – Yeah, we, I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Justice Hill, if they're going to change this offense, they signed him to a two-year, $5 million contract. He's playing ahead of Gus Bus because he's a pass-catching guy. If J.K. Dobbins wants to fuck around and find out, maybe this is the year for Justice Hill. Jack, just can you get can you text Marlon and ask ask Justice if uh, this is correct? Hill? Why was I, he playing like with the it. starters? I, I I'm confused by. It. See, I mean, he, Huntley started the second half. Harbaugh was literally just fucking around. Yeah, it, I'm guessing that that is the case. But I've heard of worse round 18 guys. Um, well, I'm about. To I don't know. 16. I don't know if I've heard worse. Justice Hill is the slowest fast person of all time. Like he gets on the edge and is not breaking away from anyone. Uh, and and the Mitchell kid, who's the undrafted, yeah. he had an explosive run. I mean, it was a holding call, but I just we don't throw to our running backs. Maybe we will. I've heard enough. Thing. Jack hating this pick <laughs> makes me feel so good about it. <laughs> uh, uh, 
All right, Jack, uh, what are you going to do here with your 16th round pick? You got to you got to make up for the Shakir pick. What am I? One five. Oh, ah, I already have Rasheed Rice, but Richie James is so good. Um, Isaiah Likely. You can take Justin Ross. He 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 left on the front of the cart. I know. <laughs> I mean, there's no way that Deuce Vaughn does anything, but he's cute, <laughs> so I'm gonna roll with him. This guy making fun of Justice Hill, and then he takes the Justice Hill on the Cowboys. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great comp. Uh, Hayden, what other Galbrain uh, late pick should we add on here? Josh Reynolds for sure. Um, who else? Oh, like Slayton's an actually good pick. Yeah. Same thing with Claypool, I think. I liked. I do like Claypool. I mean, people forget they just – I mean, they basically spent a first-round pick. Chase Claypool is basically a first-round pick uh, in the 17th, 18th round. Hey, yeah. could, we just, could we just shut the fuck up until I get to draft him? <laughs> <laughs> Will Allen Robinson catch a touchdown this season? There, Sadly, there was a snap where he was playing in two wide receiver sets over George Pickens. Oh. Okay. You hate to see it. What round did Wandal get drafted in? He's still on the board. Wandal. I don't think I don't no, think no, he's mostly no, going no. drafted. In the real draft. In the real draft. Oh. I have no uh, idea. Third. Was he second or third? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, I'm on the clock. Who's it gonna be, Jack? Talk out your thoughts. The people need the alpha. Nelson Aguilar, when are you going to start giving us the inside info from the Humphrey pod? I, it's, oh, we're working shit. On the, we're working on the clip right now. Um, Who did you just take? I have never seen that player's name. <laughs> He's wide receiver three. He's WR3. Waddle goes down. Hayden, have you ever said this name out loud on a stream? I haven't said it, but I was listening to this game this weekend, and they pronounced it in a way that I would not. It was like Uzumakama or something like that. It was a it's like a soft A and then a hard A. It was it was all over the place. Braxton is not wide receiver three. You guys are obsessed with punt returns. Jack, say These who you guys drafted. Are say Eric, the name of the guy. Eric Azuki. That's what <laughs> Eric I call Azuki. Him. That's Azuki. Andy. That's my oh, nickname man. for him. Oh shit! Um, aren't I? Zook's gonna Zook's gonna play out wide over Braxton. Like Braxton, he'll one of them will be in the slot. And Barrios, he's like, you know, he's heartbroken over Alex Earl. There's a lot going on with, with Braxton. So I you gotta go to bring up Alex Earl. And you know what? Tyler, you're drafting Braxton. I'm drafting Zuki. You know, let's just get unique with each other. <laughs> Jack Jack went from bagging on Justice Hill to drafting Zuki so quickly. <laughs> oh, he went from bagging on Devontae Parker. The, the name of the guy who got picked up today by some team. It seemed like a, a <laughs> fake name. This like Adarn Schefter report, Andy. It's like an incredible Z- thing. Zavian who? Zavian Valade. Spelled X A Z A V I A N, last name Valaday, V A L L A D A Y. It sounds like a fake name. 
the one on one of Scrabble, my Scrabble yeah. leagues. <laughs> Apparently, he's was a decent in uh, was your punt kick, year, but punt kick Scrabble honestly, league. Eric Azunkanma might be in your Scrabble league, yeah. he might be <laughs> up there too. We're at the point of the stream where we're getting phonetic spellings in the chat. <laughs> it's helpful. George. Uh. Oh, shit. All right. Who's my last pick going to be? I mean, is it the Justin Ross last round? Maybe he didn't absolutely demolish his legs. Who knows? Pick. I think he didn't. It's the but front Denzel of the But Mims pick. is on the board, so be careful. What? Randall oh, Cobb Denzel. doesn't get picked. Do you think he should? <laughs> Um, no, but like, isn't it weird that like he still plays in the NFL? He's not it, that it is weird. old, I don't think. You guys, you could take Aquinemius and just hope underdog like glitches out and makes his points get come from Amon Ra. Really <laughs> There's a pattern matching here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, all oh, right. Yeah. I don't hey, think Randall me... Cobb is as old as people think he is. It's like 33. Uh, hey. Yeah. I need one more super deep cut here who's getting drafted in less than 5% of these. Um, Isaiah Spiller, Joshua Kelly, snipe off like the extra it. team. Let's, let's do Spiller. Jordan Mason will also be a good, another good one. I've, I've started taking him uh, a He's bit. He's good. He's actually good. I'm on, I'm on Team Mason over TDP. I assume you are. Oh, hell yeah. TDP yeah, is everyone the is, next right? race Herman. Well, I took, about- I took Mason and everyone was like, oh, you took TDP's backup. I'm like, are we, we're, seriously? Mason's way better. What about Mac Collins? He's good. Are you making fun of me, or is no? Like, I feel like he could catch two league. touchdowns, right? He he had a game with so what thirty plus points one week last year. Did he? he really? Did one? He had one yes, monster game. Yeah. Everyone All tried right. to shit on him as a as a DFS pick that week. I'm gonna just auto draft my top of Q. Jesus, oh my Jack. god! <laughs> <laughs> wow. He had to do it. <laughs> He had to do it. How so many? That, how all right? How many weekly? There's only one weekly winners tournament, right? Yeah, but there's uh, 17 weekly winner champions. All right, there's 17 weekly winners. How many of those will include an 18th round pick? What do you guys think? Ooh, that's a good. Question. Like, how many actual first place winners will have their 18th round pick score points for them? Zero. Correct. Zero. 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 It's, yeah, I think it happens look once. At the, look I at was, the Leone I, curve. The same one that was in the manifesto. It's, I think it will be exactly like that. Yeah, if you open it up to like top 10 each week, I think you start to see a couple sneak into the top 10. Look, when like, uh, when, Kel- when Kelsey retires week seven and then Noah Gray scores. Oh, it's so Noah Gray Week season. 18. And baby, don't get me started. But, wait, <laughs> oh. the Kelsey brothers are dual retiring midseason to promote their podcast? Is that the point? Yeah, that's what I heard. They're taking the bus. Yeah, it's all bit. So. I think there we need uh, Hayden to rank our teams, Pete. Because we, we got a few like minutes that. before we have to bounce off stream. I think we need it's... the uh, the the the, t- the score and we'll, rank. Yeah, let's we'll we'll do rapid fire here. scores here. Uh, you think for... zero? Like like no? I think Luke Musgrave is good for two of them. Okay, <laughs> wait. What about it's the late the like late Stafford could easily where no because you guys are thinking like running back wide receiver, but like Stafford could be on a winning team no? Or just tied in. If you go like late round tied in a person, well, or, right. for, like, but you're it could hit. be as a different conversation than of the seventeen winners. How many will have someone from week eighteen? Yeah, like if, if I had to zero. just bet, yeah. you know, straight up, I'd bet zero. All right, if but, I know, put it the line at half, what would you bet? Even money. 
Yeah. I think I'll take. Mm-hmm. I think. I think that'll well, be a tight end. I think they'll minus one twenty. Uh, the book of Jack takes <laughs> a lot of juice. Uh, it's for for <laughs> different costs, but are you, you taking over, you Jack? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm squeezing the juice on underdog at minus one fifty both sides. Um, well, I think Hayden's probably going to rank our team the best because he helped me draft it. So that that's a pretty so. easy. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, uh, who, el- yeah. who else did you like Hayden? Um, let's see. Let me look at these teams. So we got the two, a Tyreek stack with Zeke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, that team looks good to me. That team, that team is live. That team's live. Let's check out clays here. Chickened out on his Anthony Richardson pick and had to add Jared Goff. Right. He's going to have birdie in the Single last stack. round, Clay. Single stack, yeah, no, I A little worried that. about your running backs, Clay. I think that team's good too. You got Devontae Parker on there. That Isaiah, Isaiah Likely hedge. I like that. Boom. Yeah, I think that cuck my team, Clay. Mm-hmm. Trying to cuck my team. Wait, what's this Devontae Likely? Parker stuff? Look at his game logs, man. He had like four games of over 80 yards last year. Full time guy. Got really? the bag. <sighs> wide receiver sucks, one but... on a team that doesn't pass a lot, but he's still wide receiver one. <laughs> Here's Andy's team does get the uh, the second tight end with Kittle, but the nice uh, Chig value. What do you think of this one, uh, Hayden? We got Fields, DJ Moore, good running backs. Yeah, I think I like this team the most of them. Look at all these week thirteen buys too. A good team. I like like I like guys like Charbonnet. Sound really good. Yeah, he has that like. Baseline, and then there's the world where Walker gets hurt, and all of a sudden he's just like such a smash yep. in this, even if it's for a couple weeks. Same with Montgomery. Yeah, Pete, the reason you're worried about my running backs is because Andy has them all. That's I need Tyler to, to as strong as I'd like. find me on social media so that we can place a wager on who scores more fantasy points this year, Zook or uh, or Braxton. It sounds like the excited. saddest prop bet I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> like that sweat, it's just going to be like, who gets to two catches Pete, by week? We bet first? on how many times Joe Flacco would start a game two years ago. And <laughs> ironically, it was versus Jalen Hurts, who... It seems like Hertz has solidified his role. Yeah, I think that one uh, <laughs> hurts his favor. Uh, well, Hayden, appreciate you uh, swinging by. Have been digging all of the uh, the weekly winner strategy talk. Are you going to be doing anything else on it over on the Underdog channel? Yeah, or probably eventually. Uh, we'll do some drafts over there. But please fill this so I can keep my job. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will say I, I have. I'm pretty sure I've gotten the bug to max it. So I, I won't be able to do it with all fast drafts, unfortunately, but we will, uh, you will probably catch me in the slow draft streets for sure. Um, Andy, Clay, Jack, any final words here? No, this was fun. I'm having fun with this uh, weekly winners, weekly draft for us now. It's, it's a nice change of pace as someone who's just desperately trying to max all of these regular <laughs> yeah. tournaments. It's nice to get out of that mindset for a bit. And I'll be looking, yeah, if you if you need extra incentive, you know, we'll be, because I'll be doing my Monday morning uh, review show, and then we'll have the Monday night game. So we'll be able to go through the weekly winners leaderboard on mm-hmm. Monday morning, seeing who has the sweat uh, to get there. So get your entries in, and you can enjoy the sweats on Mondays with me. Appreciate Underdog. Yes, Jack, you're raising your hand. Yeah, just real quick. Hayden, will, will, will there be live scoring? There will be live scoring. And that's like the other fun wrinkle, like Pete was saying, is Sunday night, you'll all be in first place and you'll be looking at that damn leaderboard for Monday. You'll have no shot. The person who, I would say the person who leads Sunday probably, uh, 
No, I guess they, they'd have a decent shot. You get uh, a hang on. Monday night. Tony, I forgot. Uh, I wish you would have told me this before. I guess I can play it from the tweet here. Have you guys seen uh, the Slappies video? Mm, I don't <laughs> think I have, no. Oh, my goodness. All right, let me scroll down through Davis's awful timeline and find this. Uh, holy cow, Davis. How many? Okay, right. here it is. The, the pursuit of <laughs> slappiness. This is how we will we will go out today. Compliments of uh, Lou and Tony. We appreciate uh, Hayden joining us today. Here's a walk-off uh, video here for everybody. Reach your fist to Kyle Pitts, pair him with Greg Dosich. He does it, feeling right, 200 to less than nine. I don't care, hand on the mouse, drafting chalk, I'm doing my thing. A.T. West Road receivers, Judy Scott and Richard James. People told me to draft Burrow, I'm going to do a lamb back stack. I'm a draft who everyone wants, Zach Charbonnet first running back. If I fail, know that I read the only to the fullest. Oops, I fail. I can't lie, skimmed a bit and missed some bullets. I'm on the list to the slackiness. I know I'm drafting better than a shame and talking shows. I'll be inscribed in my discord. They'll see I'm good. All right. Oh, Incredible really work. Good. We'll see you guys next time.